The idea of a cycle is that we go through a difference each time. We ebb and we flow. It's a tool for balance and giving tons of permission and evoking trust. And I was diagnosed with PCOS and told that I'd never have a baby. It was like somebody had given me language for something that I was experiencing in my body, but I had no language to explain it. We transition through four phases of our menstrual cycle. On day 24 of her cycle, she can't reverse park her car. So through tracking, she realized it happened every single month. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to episode number 206 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and this week I'm joined by the fabulous Lou Perham, who is a cyclical living mentor, to chat all about how we can be a little bit more cyclical in the way that we run our businesses. Hey Lou. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am genuinely so excited to have you here today. On the way to the studio, I was listing out what we were going to talk about in today's episode. It just came so naturally. I was like, I'm genuinely, I would like you to be here for a few hours. I just need to grill you on all of your wisdom. We can do that. That's fine. It Perfect. Might be, might be a few episodes, but we can definitely sit here and chat. Part for two, long already. As you need. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, love it. Place to begin. Yeah. What is a cyclical living mentor? That's a really good question. So let's start with cyclical, because I think that's a really, somebody actually asked it to me this week on the walk home from the school run. Um, and she was like, what does cyclical actually mean? And I was like, huh, yeah, we probably need to go into that. Mm. So the idea is that we externally look like we're all the same all the time, Yeah. right? Like that's the expectation we have of ourselves. And by almost claiming that it's a cyclical living environment that we want to set up for ourselves. What I'm saying is that we change. The idea of a cycle is that we go through a difference each mm. time, yeah? So we ebb and we flow, our inhale and our exhale. It's constantly moving and it's constantly changing. Yeah. And when we embrace that, there is so much more ease and joy and uh, reduction in stress that's available to us. So the way that I like to imagine what I do is I walk side by side with people to establish what their way of cyclical living is. Everybody's unique and what that looks like for them in their lives will be unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the work that I do is is really mentoring on how that can really come to fruition and come to, to, to real life in your life. So interesting. And I'm so with you on looking at life in that cyclical way and especially looking at business in that cyclical way I think mm -hmm. is so interesting I remember it was a couple of years ago I was working with my life coach at the time and I think I was struggling with business and I was just feeling a bit frustrated and I was like I'm doing all the things and nothing seems to be happening and you know why a few months ago was everything mm -hmm. happening and now it's not and it was then that she said well don't you think maybe your business works in cycles in mm -hmm. the same way that the seasons do you know mm -hmm. think about the winter season of your business where you know, you're sowing seeds, all feels a bit doom and gloom, there's a lot of patience, you're just preparing the ground, you know, and that's what then leads to the summer season where you've got a lot of the external stuff, it feels shiny, everything feels like you're, you know, quote unquote, succeeding. And even that very kind of narrow, singular look at how we can look at life and business in a cyclical way was such a game changer for me, because mm -hmm. it immediately just gave me this permission to kind of let things grow and exist in the yeah. way that I guess is how they're naturally meant to. Yeah, and so much permission as well for it to be different and to also mm. know that tangibly, this thing right now is where it's at, but in a week's time, a year's time, 10 years time, it will look different. So there's a trust in the process that also gets inbuilt in starting to work cyclically and understand your cycles because you know it's going to change, 
whether that's a preference and you're trying to hold on to it because you're like, no, this thing's really good and I really like how this feels. Yeah. Or it's something that you don't like and you're like resisting it. I suppose the way that I weave sort of the spiritual side of this in is that it's a presencing tool. Mm. It's a presencing tool to be like, this is where I am today. This is how it is today for me. And then from there, also trusting that that will change and shift and no, so that's the non-attachment element of bringing in my yogi. my yogi wisdom here already but like yeah yeah, that non-attachment sense to it as well which also serves Mm -hmm. us in our business because you know if we get too attached to outcomes to goals absolutely we want to be driving towards something and working towards something otherwise we're a bit like Bambi on ice right but if we get overly attached to it that's when the inner critic can come in and be uber brutal to us Mm. so for me it's just about it's a tool for balance Mm. and giving tons of permission and evoking trust and where did the interest in living in a cyclical way come from for you. I'm so interested in kind of that Uh origin story (laughs) to what you do now. So I was 25 and I was really suffering um, with period pain and I was diagnosed with PCOS and told that I'd never have a baby. And I was just like, that was just the most inconceivable idea to me. But I had been maternal since I was one. I got my doll, Bonnie. And ever since then, I've been a mum. Like, it's just been in me. I don't know why. It's how I came through. So the idea that this man told me in a white coat that I wasn't going to be able to have a child, I was like, I'm not okay with this. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wasn't told any options. It was just like, this is something you'll just have to live with. And I was also still experiencing extreme pain every month. And it was crippling. I was in bed and I couldn't move. And I was having um, really uh, intense bouts of anxiety and um, low moods and stuff like that in the run up to my period. So I went kind of, I suppose, on an exploration about what I could do about it. So I started with nutrition. I'd had all my hormones tested. I did all of that kind of more, I suppose, physical aspect. Um, And then at 30, I realized that my environment wasn't right for me and I changed my job. So I was selling IT in London and it was very high pressured, lots of big targets and stuff like that. And it was a great company to work for, but it just, the environment wasn't right for me. So I I literally rang my mum one day and was like, can I move home? It's 30 years old mm. and I was so humbled by the whole experience yeah um, but then I got home and I found my yoga teacher and I started doing my yoga teacher training if I'm really truly honest I started teacher training so that I could say I was doing something yes I'd kind of this perception of me externally was oh she's got this big high-flying job and she earns all this money and she's really successful and then I just went pulled the plug on everything and almost my nervous system needed a minute to catch mm. up with it and so it was it was almost I started it as a band-aid not yes. realizing you got to be able to say something at the Christmas party when yeah. people are like Lou what are you doing now well and I was going to Canada my mum's Canadian and we were traveling to Canada and I just needed to be able to tell my family something it's, uh-huh. like, it's fine guys I'm doing my yoga teacher training but that took me on a whole journey so my first like the base level was two years of training with my teacher and then I went straight into my advanced which was another two years so I did four years of training which was just incredible because it was so embodied. And I balanced out my hormones naturally through sun salutations. I dropped two dress sizes. I was moving and respecting my body. I was the healthiest I've ever been mentally, physically, emotionally. But I also met my yoga teacher's wife who'd done the Red School training. And she ran a workshop and I went to it and it was like somebody had given me language for something that I was experiencing my body, but I had no language to explain it. And the lights just went on. And I had such a quick process in the room where I was like, I literally sat there and I was like, my womb hates me. And by the end of it, I was like, 
I'm really sad for men that they don't get this experience or people without periods that they don't get this experience. Within the space of three hours, that was my transformation, I suppose. And I was like, I need to go and study this. So I went and studied with Red School. Is it called Red School because it's about the menstrual cycle and period blood is red? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. They're so, Great branding. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're amazing. Um, and they've just got a book out recently on the menopause as well. So if anybody's interested in that, they've got Wild Power, which is their uh, menstrual cycle book. And then they've got Wise Power, which is their menopause book. And I'd really highly recommend anything that they do. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. And I just fell down the rabbit hole with the cycles. And yeah, and then I fell pregnant. I wasn't supposed to be able to have a baby. And I now have a four-year-old. Oh, so how amazing. I just want, and I don't suffer with the period pain that I used to. I've been able to integrate so much of, it's like the linear lens has gone and the the cyclical lens is now in my life. It's how I see everything. Mm. And it's how I like exist. Like my four year old turned around to me the other day when I was having my, when I had my period, I was like, mummy's bleeds arrived. And he's like, congratulations, (laughs) mum. I was like, yes to the next generation. That's so sweet. <laughs> Imagine if it was a celebration like that. I'd be here for it. Yeah, and so am I. And I think that's that's a bit of, you know, when we need rest, take rest. When it's time for us to plan and innovate, then and then do that. When it's time mm. for us to get out there and create and get visible and take care of other people and be generous, do that. And then it's time to focus and knuckle down and really complete things, then do that. And that ultimately is what we go through in every process to create anything, whether that's in our business, whether that's booking a holiday or going away, whatever it is in our lives, doing the food shopping, like anything, you go through this like cyclical process of bringing something to fruition and completing it and then letting it go. And it's mm. this beautiful, graceful, respectful thing that we can embrace as opposed to resisting. First of all, how incredible to have your son as kind of a tangible example of your personal growth and how much things have changed for you. I just think that's amazing. And second of all, you talk there about kind of putting on the cyclical lens and I guess looking, like you said, all areas of life and looking for embracing and planning around the cyclical nature of things. What difference does that cyclical lens make? I guess perhaps in in the context of business, for us business owners, when we think about the way we operate, the way we plan, the way that we look at our businesses, our mindset, why is it important that we look at it in that cyclical way? It's about expectations, let's start there, right? My mm-hmm. expectation, if I imagine the linear world, it's like a graph that I saw in a, in a maths lesson when I was younger, right? There's an axis and there's a line going from zero to 100 and it's a straight line. And that to me is what the expectation that we have externally and internally of ourselves, right? I'm supposed to go from zero and I'm supposed to keep growing. Whereas cyclical allows you it's like a spiral the graph is a spiral yeah so you're continuing to evolve but you're not expected to stay the same and there is so much grace and there's so much permission that then allows for you to be multiple different versions of yourself because I am not the same every day when I am bleeding I wouldn't want to come and do this for instance Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the best thing I wouldn't be as articulate am I My inner world is where I'm supposed to be at that time. My body wants to rest and being outward. I organized this on purpose. I'm day 18 today. I'm late summer of my cycle right now, like post ovulation, but pre pre premenstrual. 
if that makes sense. So I'm at this beautiful time of my cycle where I can be more external and I can feel really comfortable in my own skin and my own body and I can be really present with you. And that's my experience. But I would feel very differently maybe if I was just coming out of my bleed. And it doesn't mean I can't do it then, but if I have an option, if I have a choice, mm. if I can, and as people who have our own businesses, we have the grace of being able to make that decision for ourselves. Yeah. So why wouldn't we, right? Mm. That's how we optimize. That's yes. how that's integrated self-care in your business. Mm. I'm going to do these things at this time because it feels best. Instead of forcing yourself to write content all month long, being able to, and then we talk about batch creating and planning and strategy, and I know that's a big thing for you. Yeah. But it's like also optimize it with your cycle. Mm. So when you're feeling most creative, like some people say, oh, I feel really creative in my summer. I actually don't. Sitting down and writing for me in my summer is like, in, and that's around the ovulation time, is like, I want to be out. I want to be with people. Sitting down at my laptop is difficult almost. I'm too distracted because I'm in like the dizzying summer heights, right? I want to get social. Yeah. So actually getting the ideas in my bleed and then writing in my, in my inner spring, so pre-ovulation, um, is my perfect time. But I've only discovered that through tracking and working with myself. Now, other people might be different. And that's why I talked at the beginning about everybody being unique mm -hmm. and having to like figure out what your way is. And I know what we're focusing on in today's episode and this conversation is, you know, your menstrual cycle and how that element of life mm. being cyclical is important to listen to. But I'm assuming in the context of you know how we run our businesses is listening to all the other cycles as well sure. you know looking for the cyclical nature in the way that our businesses operate in the way that the industries we're in work in the way that we like working I guess even looking for the cycles in the year or in the day and noticing is that true like you know it's not just yeah the cyclical nature of us when we have menstrual cycles but it's all the other bits too well and a really good example for me at the moment is I am bleeding with the full moon and I'm ovulating on the dark moon. So there's two opposing cycles that are happening, but I figured out how I can harness that and work with it. So yes, there are absolutely other cycles happening. So, you know, you have more energy naturally at the beginning of the day, then you have like that sort of, I don't know if anybody else has this, but in the afternoon, I'm like, right, I've got to get it done. Like, you know, that. Oh, I'm the opposite. My friends and I call it the slug hours yep. between two and five, where we're yep. just like, I cannot do a thing. I'm going to be on TikTok for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really true too. But that's that's also like that you can get that slump. But I think what helps me is if I've got something really tangible to do, I can go into really deep work mm. at that time. I might not want to. I might feel a bit pissed off and grumpy about it. But I can do, if I put on the right music and if I set myself up and I know exactly what I'm doing, I can't not know what I'm doing. Otherwise I get into that yes. exact thing where yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to do lots of different things. But if I have a specific thing that I've booked in and planned in and I know exactly what needs to be completed, that is when I am the most effective, which is actually mirrored in your menstrual cycle as well. So a lot of this can ring true. When you start looking at it, you're like, oh, that's the same. That's the same energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that time of day and that time in my menstrual cycle and that time of year all feels like that to me. Whoa. Mm. And you start having these like aha things where you're like, now I know that about myself. Yeah. I didn't know that about myself before. Now I can work with it mm. as opposed to working against it. That's what interests me. Like mm -hmm. I am a total newbie when it comes to this topic. I've got no understanding of my menstrual cycle other than a bleed for about five days, usually at the start of the month 
that's that's where my knowledge ends. But when I hear people talking about it, I had a client I worked with about a year ago and it was so fascinating to hear how the way she planned out her launches and even when we did our calls and when we were doing big strategy versus being a bit more gentle with things, for her always came back to, well, how can I optimize this mm-hmm. based on where my cycle is? And for me, as someone who's very focused on like efficiency and optimization and how can I get the most out of time? I was like, oh, well, that sounds quite interesting to me. Because it doesn't feel, you know, airy-fairy and and like a fluffy extra. It's like, oh, that's that feels like kind of fine-tuning the operational side 100%. of me as a human. That sounds really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So as someone who's got basically no knowledge, let's just say, of the menstrual cycle, can you give us a little back-to-school summary? <laughs> if I, And I know, you know, disclaimer, obviously, everyone's cycles are different. Mm-hmm. Birth control is going to affect people. Conditions like PCOS are going to affect people. Yeah. If we are somewhat generalizing and maybe looking at a typical cycle, you know, a lot of those phrases you said earlier, I've got no clue what any of those mean. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Okay, cool. Tell me all. Okay, so let's go back to basics. So we have four inner seasons, which comes from Red School, okay? So they developed this idea that we transition through four phases of our menstrual cycle. So your inner winter is when you're menstruating, your inner spring is pre-ovulation, your inner summer is around ovulation, and then your inner autumn is premenstrual. Okay. Okay, so we transition continually through these two, well, through the two poles. So you have a pole at the south at menstruation where you are, and you can imagine this with your inhale and exhale, is quite a nice way of actually embodying it. So if mm. you take an inhale, you can feel your body rise up, get fuller, take up more space in the world. And then as you exhale, the breath comes in, it internalizes, your body softens, you kind of let go. Mm. And there's the surrender that happens, right? And that's exactly the same that happens from the point of uh, menstruation. You inhale, your energy rises up to the top, to ovulation. And then from ovulation, you're then coming back down. So there's this shift in energy that happens to be outward and then to be inward. So again, we're generalizing here. But as we transition through those four seasons, there are different qualities that sit in each of those four stages. So the inner winter might feel a little bit more like we would imagine, you know, the na- that nature does, right? So hibernation. I love the uh, analogy of a tree. So if you imagine an oak tree, and obviously I'm talking about four seasons here, so let's talk about the Northern heavens- Hemisphere for now. So you've got a tree, and what does it look like in winter? It's pretty dead. Looks dead. Not looking great. But what's it actually doing underneath, inside? Mm. Its roots are going deeper. It's sucking up nourishment from the ground, and it's restoring and reviving itself so it can go into its next evolution, Mm. right? Its next spiral. It's evolving itself from the inside. Nobody's expecting it to be anything else. And yet we expect ourselves as human beings to be a different way than what we are naturally. So true. So we're breaking ourselves. And this is when things like burnout, mental health issues, like that's what I see anyway when I've worked with people, is Mm. it's like, as soon as you give yourself permission to rest and really set those boundaries around that time, and bring that in, it is when it can be such a game changer for people. Again, expectation management there as well, right? So you're looking at your diary, if we're talking about this from a business perspective, lightening the load that week. So you're protecting yourself and your nervous system and your needs, and you're factoring in that self-care that you need, which is rest Mm. at that time. 
So what I'm hearing is, so I'm on my period right now. Everyone's welcome for that information. Maybe not the best week for me to do a launch, go to the gym three days in a row, do a day of podcast recording today, and then a big drive to a supplier tomorrow. Is that what I'm hearing? We've maybe not optimized <laughs> well, this week. Well, how do you feel? Let's let's <laughs> let's put it there. Like, is do you feel in your energy that this has been? Is this been draining for you? How's it felt for you? I just wonder if I'm so out of touch mm. with how things feel. Like. I feel pretty good. So I'm pretty good with like my habits. Like I eat well, I move a fair bit, look after myself as much as I can. And I think that probably keeps me like good enough to, at kind of probably any point across mm -hmm. my cycle. But I feel like I don't really ask myself any questions past that point, mm -hmm. almost because I don't feel like I've got space to. It's like, well, if I don't feel well, I still need to do the thing. So let's do it. Yeah. But yeah, maybe if I actually thought about it, I'd be like, hmm. Maybe interesting timing there. <laughs> and interestingly, when you start tracking in a sense of like day by day, like menstrual cycle awareness is mm. that daily tracking, right? And it's the way that we integrate our internal world with the external world. That's yes. how I, that's, so I'm, I check in every day and I'm like, okay, so how was today? How do I feel physically? How do I feel intellectually or mentally? Mm. What's my emotions and my energy like? And where am I at spiritually or intuitively? So it's if you like the analogy, it's pies. Love pies. Pies. So I'm here for that. Love a pie. Every day, just write down four words, physically. So one one for each um, aspect. Yeah. And you just tune in, and that as a practice becomes a gauge mm. for where you're at. Now, after a series of months, I like to do three as a minimum. You then can look back and you can look at your cycle and you can go, huh, there's a pattern here. Mm. So for me, I noticed that there was a pattern occurring around day 11 of my cycle. I had no awareness of it before. And I realized it was because, and I'll come on to this in a second when we talk more about the other inner seasons, that I wasn't doing something pivotal at that, at that point. And as soon as I realized that there was a, there was a, there was kind of like this wobbly day at that point, I was like, oh, I can do something about this. And then that had an impact on the next season. And then that had an impact on my mm. inner critic in the premenstrual. And then it was just like this, like a domino effect. Yeah. And it's a healing, it's an on the job inner healing tool. Like I always say, like with the menstrual cycle, when you start practicing it as, a, as, a, as an actual practice, with anything else that like you've just said there, like you have to go to the gym, you have to be, you have to sit on your yoga mat. Your menstrual cycle is inside you. Mm. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything. All you have to do is slow down and feel. Mm. Slow down and bring your awareness and attention inside, not external. It's not about thinking, it's about feeling. So that's why when we talk about like it being like a feminine practice, because if you think, and I'm not talking about male, female here, I'm talking about masculine and feminine energy, right? The menstrual cycle is the feminine energy, right? It is the natural, like the linear is the masculine and the feminine is the spiral, yes. the cyclical, right? So when we sit with that and we're like, okay, how how do I sit in this practice of my feminine energy when I still need to do stuff in the world? But that's the reason I love this so much because the spring and the summer are kind of more of your masculine energy and then your autumn and your winter are more of your feminine energy. So it's less about I do less work here and more work there, but more of the theming of that work yes. changes. Yes depending on your strengths. And this goes to productivity too, right? We were talking about cyclical productivity and it's like, how many of us 
have amazing ideas when we're in the shower or on a bike ride or on a dog walk. Because we've stopped, we don't give ourselves permission to stop, to be creative. We don't permit, give ourselves permission to rest so that we can be that tree, to put our roots into the ground, to nourish. Because we're so busy being external mm. in that masculine energy, which is our external world as well. So we almost have to, I don't want to use the word fight, but we have to advocate for our own feminine energy that's necessary. And when I say that, that's about the truth telling, the the boundaries, the resting, the surrendering, the letting go. And it's probably the stuff that some people might not be quite so comfortable with, right? The stuff that's a bit more challenging because it's not as shiny, it's not as celebrated, it's not as visible, right? Like me laying here on the sofa right now, like if that's what I needed to do, I want someone to be like, yes, I celebrate you laying down and doing what you need for yourself. Yeah. Versus being here and being super articulate. Like Mm. it's, they're both a quality of being productive, but it's what do I need in the moment? So what does the other side of your cycle then look like? If that kind of, first half is maybe more typically again I know you said earlier kind of the golden rule is just what's true for you yeah but I guess typically if that first bit's about I guess this is me testing that I've learned my knowledge (laughs) you know maybe a little bit more inner work a little bit more rest lower expectations of yourself in terms of the external shiny big stuff yeah what does then the flip side of that look like as we move through our cycle so we've started off in the inner winter And that is sort of the feminine energy, but we'll start right at the end of the inner winter. Imagine that, right? So we're crossing over into our inner spring Mm -hmm. and that's going to take us into this rising energy like I was talking about. So there's this sense of new beginnings and you can feel it in the world, right? You can see the buds on the trees, going back to this oak tree analogy, right? There's this beautiful kind of potential. The air smells different. There's excitement. There's like anything could happen. And it's a time for us to be innovative, experimental, playful, um, starting to almost come out of our shell. And we are opening, right? Back to that oak tree as you come through your inner spring, it kind of, you see the baby leaves on it, right? You see the buds and then you start to see the baby leaves. Yeah. And then you transition from your inner spring into your inner summer. And again, reminding people you've got your pre- ovulation and then your ovulation Mm -hmm. that ovulation period is that full expression that yes to life that tree is there to Mm -hmm. serve it's there to house animals people climb it it offers shade to people like it's in service but it's not questioning itself there's no self-doubt there's no like should I be doing this or should I be doing that it's just doing what a tree is supposed to be doing Mm. and I love that because I'm just like oh I'm just supposed to be doing what I'm doing but I have to to when I internalize that I have to know what that is first so it's really important for me to in my inner spring have played with these ideas to know what I need to be doing so that at that point when I go into my from my inner spring to my inner summer I know what I'm supposed to be up to yes otherwise it's like Bambi on ice (laughs) (laughs) got all of the energy but nowhere to place it exactly yeah we become messy and ungrounded and it's no wonder Mm. and then as we come through to uh from our inner summer we go into our uh inner autumn and most people will know this because it's the premenstrual phase right you kind of get that shift of like I'm spinning all the plates and I'm doing all the things and this is great yeah and I can take on the world and then you're like shit I can't Mm. (laughs) and it's that reckoning that happens right it's that like 
it's it's the truth teller that comes out it's the boundaries that come out really strongly it's that mm. pair of socks that have landed beside the laundry basket for three days straight that wasn't bothering you now you're calling bullshit on <laughs> right i am horrendous to be around in those few days before my period starts and it's so funny every month i'm like what's wrong with me i'm like is something up do i need to go to the doctors like is something going and then i'm like i come on my period and i'm like yep that was it <laughs> Yeah. I don't hate everyone. I don't yeah. want to break up with my boyfriend. Yeah. It's just premenstrual. <laughs> and it's so true, isn't it? And the thing is, is without cycle awareness, like as in like having that practice, mm. we forget. Yes. So the other thing that cycle awareness does is anchor you in your reality of where you are. So when you're like, oh, I'm premenstrual, again, permission. Permission mm. to be as you are, how you are. And I'm not saying that you should walk around just lashing people with your tongue because you're premenstrual you can have a bit more grace for yourself compassion perhaps. yeah self-compassion that's what a lot of my clients say they're like oh when I realized this one of my favorite stories with my clients was that she on day 24 of her cycle she can't reverse park her car so through tracking she realized it happened every single month over that's four hilarious. months of working together and she was like I just can't reverse park my car and she goes and I used to be so I used to frustrate the fuck out of me <laughs> And now I just carry on down the road and I don't worry about it. And I'm like, yes, that's it. That's cycle awareness in action. Mm. That is living cyclically. Yeah. Right? It's in the day-to-day -day kind of nominal tasks that we kind of would then beat ourselves up about or mentally have like an extra load of stress because something that usually feels so easy then feels hard. It's like, or, or I could just make my life easier. And yes. drive on down the road to a parking space that's easier to get into. And I guess we can bring that into the context of business where, like you said, if you spend a few months tracking and you get to know like, oh, I'm really good at creating content in this part of my mm -hmm. cycle or launches seem to feel really good to me when it's in this part, mm -hmm. it's then making all of your planning go through that filter of, yeah. and how does this timing work around or not actually work around, but work with. with the cycle yeah. that's already happening. And I think that's such an important mindset shift that you've just pointed out there, right? Mm. This isn't something that is done unto us. We can embrace this. These are our superpowers. This is how we bring mm. more of us to the world. This is how I serve better. Me resting when I'm bleeding means I have more energy for the rest of the tw 21, 22 days of my cycle. Mm. Right? So true. I guess it's that reframe of like, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Yes. To see it as something. Or with you. To work with. Yeah. Because I definitely see it as a, a happening to me. I'm a victim of it. Yeah. I will moan about it. We it's have to like, endure it, right? Yes. I have to endure it. And I'm hormonal and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm hormonal. Yes. <laughs> like my, my inner bitch is coming out because you know what? You're crossing my boundaries. Or maybe I need to call myself into action because... I haven't set a clear enough boundary mm. here or I did something two weeks ago and planned it for this time and I should have known better because it doesn't it's not optimal for me and this isn't about saying that you can you can't you can do anything at any time of your cycle right yeah. but how you come to it as well and this is where self-care for me is so fundamental to this practice and I say self-care and what I really mean is self-respect it's going so I had a meeting with a board director in a big retailer about menstruality in the workplace. I used to work there. And I sat down and I sent this email out to him and he came back straight away and said, yes, I was so excited. 
and I planned it. And I said, you know, could you do this date? Came back, it was in my like summer phase of my cycle. And I was like, this is brilliant. I'm gonna be like all alive and jazzy and it's gonna be fantastic. Obviously they get busy. So he then had to move it and move it to a uh, two weeks later. I was day two. And I was like, this is not ideal, but I'm gonna use it to work with it and see what it is that I need. Cause it felt like a really vulnerable conversation. I was going to somebody without a cycle, without a menstrual cycle and talking to him about how important this was to me and that it would be really great if we could consider a policy. And you know, I was having this vulnerable thing and it felt, you know, mm. he was quite senior and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, how do I work with this? So I just turned up the volume on my self-care mm. and it was, and, and what I realized was that that was all about self-respect. So. My practice was non-negotiable in the morning. I um, made sure I ate a really nourishing breakfast. I ran it through with people that I trusted, what I wanted to say. I lent into my notes and I came out of it and I was so peaceful and so clear and so clean. And then that evening I had no social engagements. I had nothing expected of me. I think my partner at the time actually cooked dinner there were just things like that that I put in place where I was like, my energy is a certain amount. Mm. I have a certain capacity and it's going into this thing. So I'm going to do everything I can to support myself to be able to do that thing. Yes. Now that might be a different aspect in your business. It might be going on alive. It might be, you know, connecting with people. It might be doing coaching calls. It might be doing like whatever that might look like. Mm. But then around it, we have the flexibility like I'm a mother, I have to feed my son. I have to like- <laughs> You can't be like, sorry, son, I'm on phase three. We, yeah. It's not really in my vibe right now to be yeah. feeding you. <laughs> yeah, like I, you have to be able to meet life, right? Yes. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. This isn't like I'm removing myself from the reality of life, mm. but it's about how can I, how can I work with it and be appreciative of it? Yes. So like my son knows I change how I play with him. I'm very physical, I'm down on the floor. We're doing flying angels, we're silly, we're very playful. But when I'm bleeding, I don't expect that of myself and I don't, he doesn't expect that of me. He will sit on the sofa and we'll have popcorn treasure bowls and we have snuggles and we watch a movie. And I give myself to, a permission to be a different kind of parent. Yes. Because my needs are different. I'm still meeting his, I'm still with him, but like in my, but in my business, it's the same. I see that. I'm still with my business. I'm still nourishing it. I'm just nourishing it in a different way. And I'm really glad you've touched on there what feels to me like the permission slip to do it imperfectly. Oh. I think there's the expectation on, you know, I'm a big like do it or don't person, all or nothing is a mindset I slip into really easily. Yeah. So when I look at a concept like this, I think, well, it doesn't feel realistic to me to go to the extreme of, you know, sorry, clients, I can't have a call this week. I'm bleeding. Not not a good time. You're not going to get the bar. that. I know for some people that yeah. level of adhering to it actually really works for them. The nature of my work and how full on both businesses are, I just can't control my schedule to that extent. But I like what you're saying there. I've almost trying to find the messy middle where it's you're listening to it. And yeah, if you if you still need to do something in a time that isn't optimal, okay, how do you help yourself yes. with that? It's not, oh, I can't do it. Because I think that's what I had in my head is that I was suddenly going to have to be like, sorry, calendar, we're going to have to block out weeks one and two because uh, we don't do anything then. Which yeah. again, no hate if that does work for some people, but I know for me that right now doesn't feel possible. Yeah, and I think point. that's it, right? Like everybody has to internalize it. Like I, in my contracts I have, I do not work on day one and two of my cycle. I have it written into my contracts because that is how important that rest is for me at that time. Because wow. I will be a better mentor if I don't 
if I can receive that nourishment that I need at that time and mm. I know that. And I also will still mother and I will still, so I have had to bend and flex certain things. I will still show up to my community call. I will still do that kind of work on, but I have inbuilt cyclical kind of environments into that where I can switch off my screen and lay on my bed if I want to during that time. Yeah. <laughs> or I can work from my boffice, you know, like it's like... Oh my God, you know, boffice, I love bed it. Bed office. I call it my soft office. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Are we in the hard that? office or the soft office today? Yeah. yeah. All this, um, follow a couple of people who, and they're usually American, who are very like, the worst thing you can do for your business is work from the sofa. Like never work from the sofa, never work from your bed. And I'm just like, have you ever felt joy? <laughs> ever just had that moment when you're like, I don't want to sit at my desk today. I'm going to sit on the sofa. Oh, especially when you're like when you've got say menstrual cramps and you have a heat pad and mm. you can get into bed and you can put cozy socks on and you can have a cup of tea beside you and you quilt up to your neck and you can have like a little you know those like little ikea um laptop things. Yeah, yeah, i've got yeah. one of those and i just pop it on my on my legs and i'm just there typing away and i'm like i'm actually still working and i'm like having a spa day at the same time perfect <laughs> so here for that like i've got my nice like playlist on and I'm I'm just yeah I you make your environment suit your state not the other way around I think I guess it's the same theory but really weird analogy to use when it's like buy clothes that fit your body don't change your body to fit clothes I think that's just like so weird how we look at life in that way of like I have to fit myself into this very specific mold that's actually not optimal or comfortable for me yeah instead of actually just thinking about how it can work for me. And like you said at the very start of this episode, we run businesses, we have infinite control. Yeah. Like it baffles me, and I'm saying this with my own hand up, how often we become slaves to our businesses Mm -hmm. or we are victims to our schedules when the only person that's built that schedule and created that business is you. Yeah. Like granted, there's a few elements that you can't always control, but we are in such privileged positions where we can easily build what we do around what we need yeah it's almost why not exactly feels like the question and that's why I love this work because when people start to do it they innately know that this is what they're supposed to be doing all along like they're like why haven't I been doing this sooner why haven't I known this information actually quite a lot of anger comes up of like why weren't we taught this in schools how do we not know this information yeah Like, why am I expected to be the same every day when obviously I'm not? Mm. Because also it's a disservice to those who don't have a menstrual cycle. Because let's face it, everybody is impacted by cycles. We all have a sleep cycle. We all have a day cycle. So true. We are are all impacted by the moon. It's extraordinary to me that we don't give ourselves more permission. And it makes everyone's experience better, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you are performing at your best, everyone that your business and you as a person come into contact with gets a better experience as a, as a result. It's not a selfish action. Yeah. But I do find it fascinating that particularly with the menstrual cycle, there's such weirdness around that. It's a weird example to use, but I put a TikTok up a couple of weeks ago that was about how, and it wasn't even that serious of a TikTok. I kind of made it more dramatic than it seemed. But I basically was saying how to beat the cost of living crisis. If you're in a relationship with a man, you should get him to pay for half of your period products because Mm -hmm. men should pay for half because men most men do not have periods um that went viral went in loads of like daily star daily mail kind of articles really yeah it was a little (laughs) bit crazy um and loads of the pushback was shockingly men just being like why is it relevant to us or why does it have to be our problem like you should keep that 
to yourself. My whole womb is just clenched. Right? <laughs> you know, as someone who doesn't even really understand their cycle and really, you know, I do now, but didn't understand at the time why it was relevant for anyone else to think about it or understand it. You obviously do not understand how much it affects women and inadvertently is affecting you. You just can't see it. And the issue is that we don't know it, right? So, so how true. can we educate or talk to people or say about, you know, I'm was 34 when I learned this, 32 when I learned this information. And so of course my peers don't necessarily understand it or don't think that they're responsible or don't see the outcome or the impact of it. Mm. It's just something that we've endured and we've brushed under the rug and it's a dirty thing or it's a inconvenience or it's a emotional thing. I just don't subscribe to that. I think we have such an opportunity to change the narrative and empower ourselves. I'm I'm still grappling with the label for this, but it's like, it's the antithesis of the type of leadership that I admire in the world. And I'm not yet clear on what I'm calling that because it's not feminine leadership because that negates the masculine. Like I said, with the two energies of the cycle, it's like, yeah. it's masculine and feminine energy, but it's like we've been living in this over-masculinized, doing shiny, glittery, visible world. And we're shifting, you can feel it, there's the shift to kind of call out, telling the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Inner autumn is coming through and everybody's calling bullshit on so much stuff at the moment. And it's like, what is that leadership where you are leading by example and, and embodying it and being in the gray mm. right what you're talking about is like it's either black or it's white it's yes or it's no and what we're talking about is the maybe yeah. possibility the unknown right that gray sweet spot in the middle where it's an and also it's this and it's that coexist, coexist. Yeah. absolutely and I think more and more we're seeing that and I'm not sure what that leadership is called is it because it's not feminine leadership it's not but I think that's what we're modeling you know us as business owners we get this opportunity to be able to model the and both yes. I can be a powerhouse CEO of my business and own this and I can also be the one that curls up in bed and takes two days off because my body is telling me that's the true thing for me mm. some people don't need that that's cool that's great some people are like, I have so much energy when I'm bleeding or I play my best game of netball. It's like the equation to change is like awareness plus action yeah. equals change. And I feel like you can apply this to this um, conversation of, like you've been said, saying, if you get aware of your cycle and how that impacts you, yeah. you can then put in whatever actions are going to be helpful for you. Yeah. And again, I just like the the permission slip that it doesn't have to look a certain way or it doesn't have to you know, like you said, what is right for some people won't be right for others. Yeah. And I guess a part of that as well is being open to it changing over time. Yes. You know, I look at, I was on the pill last year. I'm now, what do I have? A coil this year. And it's massively changed my experience of yeah. my period and what my cycle looks like and how much it affects me. So I guess that's a big part of it as well as not feeling like the cycle has to always look the same. No. But staying in touch with it over and time. That's almost the inconvenience, right? Of yeah. it. Because the linear world is, it is the same. Yeah. I'm going to pigeonhole you and it's going to look like this and it's going to sound like this. And that's my dream world. <laughs> right? If it was possible and if it was actually healthy, sounds great. Very clear, very simple. But it's just not I life. like those two caveats though. Just like, <laughs> if it's healthy, I'm not sure. Because I also wonder like, where's the space for creativity in that? Mm. Where's the space for innovation? Yeah, sparks of joy to be able to come through where you're just like, I have mm. no idea if we always know yeah 
then where's the growth? And if we're always on, mm-hmm. I mean, it's A, not sustainable to no. be always on. And B, I think, at least for me, when I look at my business, I guess this is going a bit wider than just menstrual cycles here. But when when I look at my business as that linear growth rather than cyclical, and I'm always expecting it to be, you know, growth on growth every single month yeah. externally, what that stops me doing is A, like you've said, kind of getting the clarity, getting the ideas, and we're steering the ship a little bit instead yeah. of just running and running but also for me it stops me looking at the qualitative gains yeah you know I it's a big mindset shift for me was about a couple of years ago when I was in this real state of growth of like the business need to keep making more and I'm going to push to seven figures and 20k launches and yada 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 and I look at where the business is now and I'm like actually it looks smaller and less quote-unquote successful but because I can see it in that cyclical nature I can see all of the growth that's also happened in the dark and that you can't see. And like you said, all that stuff that's happening underneath the under ground. the surface. Mm-hmm. And I find it such a helpful analogy whenever I'm starting something new or I'm working with a client who's doing something new to remind them of that cyclical nature of, of a project mm-hmm. of like, don't expect it's gonna be in summer from day one. Yeah, You know, and I look at this, this podcast, it was in winter for quite a while. There was a lot of sowing seeds. There's a lot of preparing the ground. There was a lot of waiting and nurturing before mm. actually, like you said, those buds began to show or anything actually started to yeah. bloom. And it's like, cycles are in everything that we do in business. Mm-hmm. It's just, are you gonna resist them or embrace, embrace it? And you might have so a preference, right? Mm. You might have a preference that you want it to be summer right now, or you might be in summer and be completely overwhelmed and be like, can I go back yeah. to spring to the planning phase? <laughs> like I know, like it's really interesting. Like if you think about your cycle, do you have a preference of where you sit? So mine is spring, in the spring. I love it. All the potential. Interesting. But none of the responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I can see myself liking spring. Yeah, I love the planning. Yeah. Love the ideas. Yeah. When it has to go onto my to-do list, I'm a bit like, right, someone else wanna yeah. someone else wanna do this? Yeah. But I always I like the part of summer that's like shiny and big. Yeah. But not the work to the shiny yeah. and big. I'm so generous at the end of my summer phase, my end of my inner summer. I walked into the grocery store last year at Christmas. I ended up buying like ridiculous amount of advent calendars for all my friends' kids. And I was like, what day, why have I just done this? I got back to the car and I was like, why have I just done this? I was like, oh, I'm day 19. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what am I doing? It's like, oh, I'm going to see them, so I'll buy them an advent calendar. And you just get carried away. <laughs> but then I'm just like, you know, when you catch yourself and you're like, why did I do that? What's mm. going on there? That's not a usual thing. So it's even looking at, like, when do I want to spend money? What foods do I want to eat at this time? When Like, these cravings, these natural instincts mm. that come up that we override. Or we're like, yeah, we just don't necessarily pay attention to. Yeah. And then you can laugh at yourself as well about it. Like, I love that about my cycle awareness. I'm like, mm. oh my gosh. Like, so I literally hide my credit card now at that at this time <laughs> in my cycle. I'm like, no, we're not spending money. Because... No spending allowed. <laughs> but it's so helpful to know those things, isn't it? Because then you, I guess you embrace your humanness and you don't expect oh, yeah. to be on or the same version of you all the time. Even in um, something I've been getting more into recently is going to the gym and I'm working with a personal trainer and actually they've been great at helping me to see how my performance in the gym is affected by my cycle. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating to actually see it because I track not just what I do, but also how it felt. Mm -hmm. And I looked at these two workouts, exactly the same workout, two weeks apart. Mm -hmm. And one week it felt like, you know, the weights were weightless and I was just like, smashing it and everything felt easy and I was pumped up and then I did the same workout yesterday and all my reports were like 
never doing that again. Sets were too many, weight was too high. And then I looked at that, I'd done it before and I was like, oh, that's what they mean of like, it's the same me, very different experience mm -hmm. of the same action. Yeah, and also to that point of like, what we then, so if I was to meet you at a different point, I'm mm. meeting a different you. So when we understand that we're cyclical, automatically we're more compassionate and more permission giving of other people because we give ourselves that same permission. Mm. So we become a more compassionate culture. Like it's so incredible to see the ripple effect of this stuff. Yeah, I feel like we should put it on our Instagram bios. 100%. Currently in this phase. <laughs> So this is what you can expect of me. Thank you yeah, very much. That's a really great idea. Like every time, every like, I'm going to shift. I'm just going to be in, in a summer, in, yeah. in an autumn, don't come near. No, <laughs> I'm actually really efficient in my inner autumn. I think a lot of people just kind of, it can obviously be a horrendous time for people. And I know things like disorders like PMDD and stuff like that, which is not obviously what we're talking about today, but your atypical premenstrual crying whilst folding the laundry because life just feels a bit yeah. too muchness yeah and those are your signals like your body is talking to you we don't we just think there's something we internalize it mm. we go there's something wrong with me I need to go to the doctor yes I need to go get some medicine there's something going on like I've had all of those thoughts mm. and then I'm and and there are cases where some people need that don't get me wrong but then it's that oh as soon as you bleed and your that realization of like that's shifted right that's moved that thing that intensity that sort of uh I almost experience it as like a falling like a free fall and it's like it can feel really unsteadying it can feel really yeah but it's your cue to separate mm. it's your cue to this is when back in the day when they had red tents this is when you'd remove yourself from all of your responsibilities in life and you would go and you would rest in a I red tent. personally would quite like that to still be a thing it is still a thing out there you can go and like great yeah I'm just gonna be like I'm off. See you all later. Yeah. Even it was making me laugh in my head as you were saying then about like noticing your behavior in that autumn season. Last week, I dropped an egg on the floor and I just burst into tears and I'm not a crier. I was like so tired and frustrated and I just I had like a rough day. And this egg just completely broke me. Just and I just stood there looking the at it and I was just completely over the edge. And yeah. then I came on my period the next day and I was like, there we go. <laughs> all the explanation we needed yeah. yeah so if off the back of this episode listeners are thinking right I'm ready to learn mm. I'm ready to sort this out I'm ready to embrace and kind of work with my cycle what is the the best first step so I have a cyclical tracking toolkit amazing which people can hop over to my Instagram if they want to and download um which would be a great way for people to start tracking fab I'll so link that in the show notes that's so great Thank people you. can find that straight away yeah and then also it's starting to set yourself up in a way. So then once you start tracking, then being able to maybe look at your diary and go, what, what is it? Okay, now I've got this insight. So I've tracked for a while. Yeah. I think that's the other thing with this. People want quick fixes. And this thing about the cycle. You're speaking to the lover of quick fixes <laughs> over here. I'm like, right, how to, Lou, what do we change right now? I don't want to track for three months. I want to change it right now. And I can hear that. And I'm just going to say that, some of this isn't a quick fix. So just... I feel like that point was for me. But I, <laughs> listeners, I hope you enjoyed that encouragement as well. <laughs> and just, yeah, setting expectations here, guys. But what you can do today is just start tuning into how you feel, mm. right? Use PIES. Can you remind us what PIES stands for? Absolutely. Physical, yeah. so the body. So that might be anything and everything from like my skin's spotty or 
um, my skin's dry or I'm noticing I'm really hungry mm. or I couldn't be asked about eating today or I have I was, cramps yeah I have cramps absolutely yep. the physical stuff um, cervical mucus as well so around the time when you're ovulating that kind of thing you can track that um, it's a really nice way to notice that physical bodily change mm -hmm. and actually come into connection because a lot of the time we are disconnected from our womb and our yoni areas our vulva and our vagina and all of those physical things are also made to be something that we're supposed to feel uncomfortable about mm -hmm. so even just starting to track those physical changes can be really healing yeah and then like workouts and things like that so like it might be like i'm feeling really strong today or like i was like i did not have it so for me i'm a swimmer and my breathing really changes in my premenstrual week mm -hmm. so we know that the mind and the breath are interlinked the mind and the motions are interlinked so um it's not surprising then that your breath gets shorter in your premenstrual week or mine does anyway because i'm feeling more anxious and that's coming out in my emotional body and then that's coming out in my physical body by a shortened breath so that's something i've learned through menstrual cycle tracking for me personally mm. so p is physical p is physical um i is intellectual or mental so like if we're feeling into like what's my mental space like today Am I busy? Am I distracted? Am I super focused? Mm -hmm. Am I critical? Like what's going on up there? Can I just tune it on one word? And it's instinctive, right? So it, this isn't like a long process where you're gonna sit there and think. Yeah. It's This is about working with your intuition mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter, right? It's kind of this thing of like, oh, I can journal on this or I can have four words. You can change it, you can work with it. It can be, yeah, whatever, whatever you might need. The emotional and then energy. Right, mm -hmm. so it's like, oh, I've got like such a zest for life. And here's my tip, okay, here's my top tip. Tired is often one that comes up at this point. But I'm gonna ask you guys to just ask yourself, what quality of tired are you? Mm -hmm. Because you can be like bone tired, you can be drained tired, you can be physically tired, mm -hmm. but really, and it, like, do you see what I mean? Yeah, so there's completely. different, like mentally tired. So I just, I'm, like to just encourage people to kind of get curious about tired because mm -hmm. it can be quite a sweeping statement and it's like yeah and then some people say how are you and you're like i'm okay yeah it's like right what does that mean yeah <laughs> let's have a bit more clarity what's there. okay about okay like yes. what's tired about tired yeah right gotcha. <laughs> sometimes i have it like for me it's most often my body is mm -hmm. full of energy and i'm like pumped on life my brain's just not yeah. And I always talk about it of like, I'm just not in the right gear in my head right now. Like my head's just not, it's not yeah. doing its thing. Yeah, exactly. And so you can start to st see that we're made of more than just this physical thing. And we've got these different elements to ourselves. And then the last one is S. So is the spiritual side. Um, some people connect more with like intuition. So that's kind of coming from like a deeper space inside you of like, is there anything how connected am I feeling? Am I feeling presence? Am I feeling wobbly? Am I mm -hmm. feeling just like, where's my core at? Yeah. Right, like that seed of center, where's that at? Mm. Have I had any downloads today? Is my intuition, my intuition's really telling me to eat chocolate. Okay, I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna <laughs> go have a bit of chocolate. Mm -hmm. Like, like whatever, I'm being silly, but you know what I mean? Like it's, my intuition is telling me that I need to rest or I need to um, say no to that thing. Or so, mm. my intuition is telling me my spirit, my core is telling me I've overcommitted, mm. right? Like just starting to tune into that. And that is what you can do today. And would there be also some awareness perhaps if we're thinking about the different areas that we work within in our business, you know, maybe thinking about 
creating content versus like big project work versus clients versus creativity and almost noticing across our cycle when do those things feel their mm-hmm. best yeah absolutely. and kind of where are the yeah where are the strengths there are cycles and cycles and cycles with this right and they're not necessarily the length of your menstrual cycle mm-hmm. but you might want to if you want to start working start working with one if you're not if you're like meh about the menstrual cycle focus on your creativity cycle then Focus on your productivity cycle. Again, with the productivity cycle, when you download the toolkit, there's a diagram there of just like, it looks like the four seasons, but it's the inner seasons, but it's about the productivity cycle. So people will receive that as well. And it's going through this kind of like dreaming state into like planning, initiating, and then in creating and connecting, Mm. and then back into focusing and completing, right? So it's like, that might arc over three months. That might arc over a year. Like arc over five years but that process like you were talking about with the podcast mm. is that pr- productivity like what do I need to be doing and when yes. that could be a day right that could be that could be a meeting that you have mm. you could use it as a structure for your team meetings but it's starting to kind of notice again as you say like what do I need to do and what are my strengths in this point because Actually, when I'm in this state, it feels really uncomfortable. Okay, well, how can I get more comfortable? What do I need? Because what Lou's talked about today might not be what I need at this point. But as you keep, as you've repeated, it's the permission slip to be able to say, get curious about that then. Yeah. What is it that you need? And so you can do that with your creative cycle, with your productivity, um, parenting, with your business just in general, like business planning, right? Mm -hmm. If we talk about business planning, I know you're a big planner. I feel like we need to co-create something about this. I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, but you know, being able to have like a quarterly, you know, taking that masculine structure yeah, to then be like, okay, I'm going to do my business planning for the next three, six, 12 months. Yeah. I'm but a I'm, big fan of splitting your year into quarters and right. yeah, cause there are seasons everywhere. Yeah. So I always find fascinating with all of the clients I work with, everyone's business has a seasonality to it. Yeah. It's just noticing it and working with it. Yeah. Is really powerful yeah I feel yeah. like we could go on forever but <laughs> we're gonna have to stop at some point thank you so much for everything that you've shared I've genuinely found it really fascinating You're so welcome. and I'm gonna go download your tracker <laughs> and I'm gonna actually track before I try and make any big changes so yeah and you've got my number so you can just message me and let me know the little aha I'm just gonna send you, you updates yeah. right by the way I've realized that I can't crack eggs on that day or yeah. I will cry yeah that's our that's our theme yeah (laughs) I get so clumsy it's so it's such a and then when you hear it I think this is the thing when you start talking about it more Mm. and people are like oh my god me too and then you're like I'm not alone yes because I think we're all experiencing this stuff internalizing it inside ourselves and feeling like Mm. I'm the only one and I think that's what's so powerful about coming together and talking about it is that we realize we're not the only ones Mm. not the only ones that are experiencing this and your experience is valid I think that's a perfect ending point. Thank you so much. You're I will list welcome. all of your links and all of um, yeah that resource that you mentioned in the show notes. Thank but you. appreciate you sharing. And yeah, I guess I've got so many, I almost feel like I'm just more tuned in now to look for the cycles and, and see how I can work with them. So I'm yeah. sure the listeners are feeling the same way. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I love it. Thank you. Thank you.